Happy New Year. If you're used to looking at the side of my head, I've moved it out front. I'm tired of looking at the side of my head. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, well, I'll preach like this. Okay. All right, which would be odd. Well, how many of you guys have ever seen my little puppy, Bullet? Have you ever seen my little bee dog? Okay. He has a gift, by the way. I don't think it's a supernatural gift, but he can eat five pounds of food and then dispose of ten in the yard. I, uh, I, I, but he has become a real part of our family and, and, you know, we're, we, we like him a lot. But when I first got him, he was kind of hard to, uh, manage. Okay. And I tried some stuff and I read some books and all that. And I tried some stuff, but I have a friend, um, who is a uh, charismatic evangelist and, uh, I lent him, I said, he said, I can, t I can train that dog. And uh, so he kept him for about a week or two and he brought him back to the house. And he, uh, he said, he took a stick, he threw it out there and said, fetch. And Bullet went and got it and brought it right back. Just brought it right back. I said, oh man. Then he said, uh, sit. And he sat just like that. I said, can I try it? And then he said, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying. And I said, well, heal. And Bullet went up and put, put his paw on me and goes, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Now, that's not a true story, okay? The part about the being able to get rid of five, 10 pounds with five pounds, yeah, that, that part's very true. Anyway, but the point is, is do you realize how that was a very believable story because I do have a dog. Most of y'all have seen him or at least heard him, okay? And there's, a, there's some truth in that, right? Okay. And I had you until you knew it wasn't true anymore, okay? So, but what's this? Let's go to Matthew and you say, how are you going to tie that in? Oh, it's not that complicated. Because I wouldn't, I couldn't understand if it's very complicated. We're going back to Matthew thirteen and thirty-one. We're going to talk about this tree. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, "The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field." And he indeed is which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it's grown, it's greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. I've been thinking about this again all week. Not every minute, and we're, this is just the first point. We're not gonna spend the whole time, our whole time with that, okay? But I've been thinking about it a lot this week. And... Here's the deal. The easiest way to tell a lie, because have many of you ever lied? I'm actually a pretty good liar. Um, but the easiest way to do that, to keep it straight, to make it believable, is just what I just did. Tell you some truth and come in behind that with the hook that I'm wanting you to get. Does that make sense? What we have done 
with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to put this out first. Okay. What we've done with the fact that all my sins was nailed to the cross and I bear them no more. It's well with my soul. What we've done to the basic gospel of Jesus Christ is, is used it for everything in the world, haven't we? We put that little, and if you do it like I want you to do it, and if you give this much, and if you do this, and if you do that, guys, I want to tell you, I have been repenting this week, not because of what I've done, but because of what the body of Christ has done with the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. And you go, why, Bruce, why are you repenting? Well, because that's my job, to tell the truth. And to cry out to God for forgiveness for us all. Because I want to tell you something. When church became a business, it got complicated. Didn't it? And if we, you know, and I will never forget, and some of you have heard this story. I was a, an associate and something would happen and I'd say something like this. Well, you know, if I was pastor, and I wouldn't say it out loud, I'm smarter than that. Okay, because I, I know what the Bible says. But it was right here in my gourd, okay? And I would say, well, you know, if I was a pastor, I would, you know, blah, 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 blah. And guess what happened after that? I became the pastor. And the same thing happened. Same thing. And I was so tempted to do exactly what I'd seen people do in the past. Does that make sense? So tempted to make that decision to pacified to whatever and and we're that's part of our all of our nature to look out for ourselves are you watching me are you listening okay but well, what's this guys the bottom line is everything that i try to add or take away to the gospel of jesus christ dilutes it one author says it like this i'm not going to quote him because some of y'all don't like him uh, some of those of you who are watching me, you don't like him. But anyway, hey, how do you like the new look? You know, it's got a little coffee behind it. Anyway, okay. So anyway, but the point being is this. He says grace is something that has to be taken straight, not watered down, not diluted. It's only effective when it is. Can you imagine me saying... People's got coals, and I'm going to say, we're going to get y'all some penicillin, but we're going to break it up. We're going to water it down so we can use one dose for 27 people. Can you imagine? Do you think that'd do you any good? No. no. And say, if you take this penicillin, if you take this penicillin, and you take this, and you stand on one leg for six hours, you know, you'll feel better. Do you think that'd work? No, but you could. I could sell you something to prop your leg on while you got it out there like that. You see what I'm saying? It irritates me. It irritates me that we would do that at the cost of the truth. So what's this? We talked about it last week. This tree, and it talks about the birds of the air, and Ephesians 6 and 12 says this, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. Is that what Paul said to the Ephesians? Is that the Bible? 
You always want to quote him when you want me to do something different. You better pay attention to this. Listen, he is, he is speaking, he is saying a truth. And the truth is, there's a lot going out here, going on outside of here that you don't see. Does that make sense? What you do is you say, that person's a jerk. They're acting like a jerk. What you don't see is three generations of curses behind them. You don't see the powers and principalities, the choices they've made, the, the strongholds in their life. You don't see all that. And I'm not saying, well, we need, what we need to do is say it's okay. No, what I'm saying is we don't see that. We say that person's a jerk. We don't see what's really going on. And here's the deal. The bottom line is this. I want the seed of the gospel to be here, which is the person of Jesus. And I want from there to grow into what he's called me to be. And I want you to take that and say, you know what? I'm going to trim off. And, and here's another thing about a, a, Can you imagine a tree? You ever seen a tree full of birds? I have. It's a lot of squawking going on, isn't it? Is that right? I mean, I've literally had people call the police and say, what are you going to do about these starlings over here? They're just—they're out here going, making racket. Is that right? And that's what we've done as the body of Christ. That's what we've done as this big thing called the church. We've made a lot of racket. And you know what else a, a tree full of birds does? Park your car under it. I'm going to be very generic. There's a lot of thing, a lot of stuff, a lot of, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It begins to smell funny underneath it. Does it smell funny under the church? Not our church because we're perfect, but I mean all the Muslims. Okay, and here's the deal. Repentance begins in the house of the Lord. We need to decide what we're going to do and, and sit, quit wondering what the, what's wrong with the world. What's wrong with the world is... They haven't received the reality in the Bible. And Jesus prayed in John. This is the last sub-point of this point. But watch this, guys. Jesus prayed right before he goes to the cross. He says, Lord, let them be one as you and I are one. And we will never agree on the pros and cons of kulaks. We will, okay, y'all don't even know what culottes are. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm preaching from the 70s. Okay. I've got a pair, but I just don't look good in them. Anyway. Or maybe it's a skort. Maybe it's a, anyway. But here, here's, here's the deal. Skorts. That was another fad. Yeah. Okay. But here's the deal, guys. We'll, ne we'll probably never agree on po post, mid, or pre-millennial. You know what? And it, if you got it figured out when all that's happening, that ain't going to save you. But guess what? Jesus will. And are you listening? Because that's what matters. We need to get back to what, what matters. Here's the deal. I uh, wrote this statement down, and this is the last part of this little bit. Any institution has the possibility of modification in time by its members. Are y'all listening? Do I need to read that again? That's pretty heavy. A very smart man wrote that. I did. I wrote it down right here. Now, who thought of it? Somebody else. 
any institution has the possibility of modification in time. How old is the Church of Jesus Christ? 2000. 2000. In time by its members. And just think, is anybody in here perfect? Is anybody's theology perfect? No. Outside of the reality of Christ, there is no perfect theology. And, and that's, you know, a lot of people would argue with me on that, and I don't care. All right, so we've modified this thing to the point of, you know, sometimes we don't recognize it. So let's go to 13 and 33. That's all I'm going to say about that for a while. Another parable, he spoke to him. Now, we're in the parables of Jesus, by the way. I don't think I introduced this. <laughs> there you go. Introduce it in the middle. That always helps. Another parable, he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. And when I looked at it, I want to call it leaving. And then I want to say, leaving? Bye. You know, but, you know, I'm from somewhere else. But here's the deal. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid, watch this, hid in three measures of a meal till it was all leavened. And I had to read this. I had to use the dictionary. I had, to, and I know a lot about it. Okay, I know a little about it, but I wanted to know more. How's that? So, three definitions of leaven. First is, guess what? Usually contain yeast and makes dough rise. Does that make sense? Everybody know what yeast is, right? Okay. So the bottom line is what we're talking about, the, the, the flesh part of this is just something that makes dough rise. It ferments and makes bubbles and makes it rise and turns uh, unleavened bread into bread. Okay. So the second definition, though, watch this. A pervasive influence that modifies and transforms. I want you to hear these words. He said the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the, perp the reason he's here planting this seed is to do this, to be a pervasive influence that modifies and transforms this world through you. And when I read that definition, I had to stop. I had to stop. Once again, we've missed the point. Well, you know, we've got we've now got a gym. Well, now we've we're now running three thousand. Now we're running thirty. Whatever whatever your goal. I mean, guys, just listen to what I'm saying. That's not the purpose. We now are doing this. We're now doing this. Our our ministry's doing this. The ministry is to be a pervasive influence that modifies and transforms people that then transform this world. Does that make sense? And I want to tell you something. That's it. That's uh, slightly convicting to me. And that's an understatement. Is that who we are? I'll never forget years ago, I pulled myself back for a while and was spending some time in prayer. And... 
I saw a picture. You ever see a picture when you're praying? And sometimes it's your imagination. Sometimes it's the Holy Ghost. You know, have you ever been around somebody that puts on too much aftershave? <laughs> I hope that ain't me, by the way. But anyway. And when they go into a room, something changes. Don't it? The smell. Oh, now people are sniffing each other. Okay. Oh, and they're sniffing themselves. Okay, y'all stop it. Anyway, but watch this. That's what God has called you to be. A fragrance in this stinking world. I want to tell you something. We ought to be, and, and we've turned it into a list of do's and don'ts. And it'd be a lot simpler. If you gave me a list of things to do, I'm a sticky note person. I'm going to tell you. I got them everywhere. Okay? And lists and sticky notes. And and here's the deal. I, I get a little something out of getting that check. Right? Maybe it's from the gold star I got from Bible school when I was a kid. Maybe that's, you know, I brought my Bible. I brought my offer. I showed up. I was quiet most of the time. Anyway, but the point being is this, guys. Watch this. The bottom line is this. He has called us to be a pervasive influence that modifies and transforms. And when you look at what's happened since the death of Jesus, the kingdom of God, that's what it's done. Did you know most of the colleges now that you talk about how liberal they are there, they were started by Christians. The, the old, old colleges, okay? The, 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 you know, the medical field. I mean, guys, I'm just telling you, we, the missionaries, the, the way we've changed this world, we being the Jesus through people. But here's the deal. The third best definition, def, definition, that's kind of not a word, okay? The definition is to permeate. Permeate is this. For me, because it's all, it's all simple to me, because it has to be, or I wouldn't understand it. I get old-fashioned dry oatmeal, okay? I don't like the instant stuff, because it's been processed. I don't like processed stuff, okay? I get that, and guess what? I pour enough water in it that when heat is applied, it that water permeates every grain. Every flake, I guess it's more of a flake, whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? You ever eat oatmeal? Okay, it's good for you. But watch this, guys. Literally, that's the gospel. Let it permeate every aspect first of your life. Take it with you. Be that, that wonderful fragrance of Jesus. And I'm not talking about belt buckles, signs, bumper stickers. Hey, get all that. I don't care, Okay. But the bottom line is let your actions, your your attitude be do that and let the Holy Spirit do that through you to permeate or permeate. I don't know if I can even say that word three times in a row. But that modification, I want to tell you something. It's modified me, it will modify you, and it's modified our society. And you say, well, what's wrong with it? Well, I, you don't want to get me started on that. So... which a woman took and hid all three measures of meal till it was all leavened. Oh, sorry. 
And that, I want to tell you, as we look at this, as we, we, that, you know, earlier he's talking about the, literally the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. In Matthew 16 and 6, beware of the leaven, sorry, le le after this, be take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Because see, leaven also represents sin, how a little bit of sin can get up, get out there and start turning into something else. Okay, but watch this. The leaven of the Pharisees. And I began to think about this and I began to kind of study and what he was talking about and what he was talking about, what had happened just before that. Um, first part of 16, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came testing him that he would show a sign from heaven. Okay. Testing him. Listen, they weren't testing him. Said they, weren't, they weren't saying, God, do you want me to do this? Jesus, do you want me to do that? That's not testing Okay, this kind of test that he's talking about is this. They're saying, are you really God? If you're really God, show me something. Okay, that is leaven. That's the attitude that, that you know, and here's the deal. That's not faith. Show me something. And I want to tell you something. God's shown me a lot through the years, but that was after as, as I follow him. But watch this. Literally, as you look at that, it says, they first thought he was talking about, you know, well, we forgot to take bread when he said that, okay? And they reasoned among themselves, it's because we've not got no bread. And Jesus perceived it and he said, oh, you little faith, why do you reason among yourselves? Do you not understand or remember the five loaves? See, God is bigger than that. We go down to 11. How is it that you don't understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but you should be aware of the leaven of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And then they understood that he did not tell them be aware of leaven because, of, of, because it was about bread, because it was the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Here I am again. Here I am again. Anything that adds or takes away from what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. Listen, we need some rules for living around here. You know what? Essentially, we live in a free country, okay? And if you want to leave here and go to Springfield this afternoon, seriously, if you want to, go ahead. Nobody's going to stop you on the way and say, what are you doing? You can't cross that county line. County line's north here. You can't cross that county line because, you know, that's a different county. We don't do that here, right? It's essentially a free country. It's you have the right to travel. Okay, but watch this. On the other hand, please stay on the right-hand side of the road when you're driving between here and there. Because unfortunately, when you don't, in the county that I'm currently working at, I get called. Or somebody that works for me or that I work for. Somebody has to go. You know what I'm saying? Please, because what happens when you're on the wrong side of the road? You run into each other. 
You cause confusion. And see, all these things that we've said, well, this is how you get saved. This is how, listen, those are guides for the road. The way you get saved is by receiving him, his sacrifice. He paid the price. Receive that and then study to show yourself approved. Study so you can stay on the right-hand side of the road so you are not run other people off the road. Does it matter what you do? Yes. I keep saying that. We keep running out of bail money. What a congregation. Okay. But what's this? I want to tell you something. That doctrine was also this. Jesus is not the Messiah. See, I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people who will say, oh, I really want to thank God for this award. But I will never forget the first time that I was watching a, a music award show. I don't know, it was probably 25 years ago, 30 years ago. And uh, the boy gets up there and says these words. He says, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for this award because he's, he, he's surrounded me with people who love me and have led me in the path of righteousness. You know, and he says a few things like that. And I'm like, man, that boy's got some guts. He, I mean, he threw, he threw it because that's, he was thankful. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that, cause you know, sometimes we use the word God as this all powerful, all, but I want to tell you something. The answer, yes, is God in the flesh. Who is who? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, you know, he was a good teacher. You don't know. He's, he was God and he, he was sacrificed for my sins. And I want to tell you something. I need it. And what they were, the doctrine of the Pharisees, they just said that before. So if you're the Messiah, show us something. Right? And the, what was the other doctrine of the, the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees was, well, you know, you can't walk longer further than this. You can't walk through this. You can't do that. You got to have your hair in ringlets, which I think is pretty cool. But anyway, but the point being is, Right? It was what you do versus what he did. Right? Because Jesus came to change that. And I'm going to tell you something. That brings a peace that passes all understanding. Okay? And I'm going to tell you something. There's a, the, another part of that is this. And I hate to even say this because it's just... <sighs> Bottom line is... It don't look like a lot of people thought it was going to look. They was raised where this is the way church is. This is this is this is Jesus. This is church like this. No, that's not Jesus. This is Jesus. This is the other group. This is the way my grandma did it. This is better. This song is better. This is better. That's better. That's better. There has been this whole. And I want to tell you something. It's a big dysfunctional family. I think it's the second time I've said that. And I'm not counting us there. I'm talking about the other guys. Okay, but here's the deal. That leaven of the Pharisees that he said be scared, or he said avoid, he said take heed and beware of, because I want to tell you, what it does is the same thing that the leaven of Jesus does, how it changes everything, but the leaven of the Pharisees Changes everything. 
because gradually it becomes more about what you do and less and less about what he did. Does that make sense? Because I want to tell you something. We live in a world of that right now. And uh, I've got one more thing I want to talk about for a little bit. Um, 13 and 44 is kind of the tail end of this thought process. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now guys, this is not about money. You know that I, I say this all the time. My wallet was the last thing to get saved on me. But the bottom line is this isn't about your money. This is about buying something. This is about what is your priority. And I was so convicted last night or early, whenever I was reading this. And guys, here's the deal. There's nobody that does this perfectly. That's probably the best way to say it. I don't do it perfectly. You don't do it perfectly. It's not a perfect church. It's not a perfect, the Christian community is not perfect in many ways. I mean, read the Bible. <laughs> I mean, they just had a revival of 3,000 people got saved. I think it's 3,000 got saved and uh, came to Jesus. And at the next thing they're doing is arguing about the money. Isn't that what happened? Well, you know, these people, these widows are getting more than this. You remember, you remember that part? I mean, that always encourages me. You say, Bruce, why does that encourage me? Because I see the reality of God working with broken pots. Okay. And here's the deal. We are vessels of clay. And watch this. We spend all of our time turning our cracks away from people so that they see the wholeness, okay? So, and I'm talking from over here. I don't have any cracks. There's nothing in here. But I want to tell you something. Do you know how light gets out of a pot? There's a light in you, and he will shine through the cracks and the broken places in your life. And when we do that, we bring glory to him versus this way, which is glory to us. Look, I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah, Jesus helps along the way, but I'm perfect. No, let your, listen, I kind of like being myself. It's been a while, but I've, I've not always been as honest as I am now. And uh, I still like to, you know, put a little paint on the barn from time to time because, you know, but anyway, the point being is this. Literally, as he's called us, this treasure is in pots of clay. You're this light, this treasure, this thing that in you. And when we give the illusion that we're perfect, it 
tells the world, I could never be like that. I can't even come to church because I can't get straightened out in this area of my life or that area of my life or that area. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. Someday we'll get over into the scriptures that talk about gluttony. And, how, and yeah, that, I'll never forget I was in a meeting years ago. <laughs> I love this meeting. And these people was wanting to get join the church, and they said, well, you know, them people do that, whatever that is. And uh, and the uh, pastor that I was serving under at that point said these words. He said, oh, we can tell them they can't join. But next Sunday, I'm starting a series of sermons called The Fork. And they go, Let's get. Let's bring them in. <laughs> Nobody wanted to go there, you know. How about the intents of our heart? How about the the priorities? Of, you know. And and here's the deal, guys. As God matures us, as He brings us to a place of being mature enough to look at what He says and believe it for what He says, it's going to be a better place. It's going to be a better place in your head. It's going to be a better place in your heart. And I want to tell you, it takes away a lot of stress in your body. I, it really does. Because, you know, your body, mind, and spirit's all connected. And when you start, you know, this stress, we got people stressing out over, what should I do about this? What should I do about this? What should this? I'm going to tell you, what we need to do is pray and seek him and follow him. And uh, he will make our ways straight. But here's the deal, guys. Let's not do, let's allow the leaven of the gospel to permeate everything we are and become what he's called us to be. Let's, let the, let's not let the leaven of the Pharisees or the God of this world make it about everything I've done and then judging other people for how and what and how they do this, that, or the other. Instead of that, let's look unto him, the author of, and the finisher of our faith. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for these guys coming so faithful every week. Thank you, Lord, for those that are online, Lord, and thank you so much, God, that you have given us a way to the Father and a way to be with you for eternity. And Lord, that is the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, you died and paid the price for me. Thank you, Lord. And I pray this morning, Lord, that if there's anybody watching that needs to accept you, Lord, they run across this in six months or whatever on YouTube or whatever. And Father, just help them, oh God, to find you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I need a Savior. And Jesus died on the cross that I might be saved. And Lord, I receive him into my heart. Let me be the man or woman you've called me to be. Help me, oh God. And he said, and those who called on the name of the Lord, those who believe and are baptized will be saved. And Lord, thank you so much for this day. And just speak to us, Lord. We love you. We give our lives to you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Short commercial for the guys here and the guys out there. Um, I just want to, I haven't talked about this in a while. The 
everything that we do here and a lot of other stuff that we do goes to a website that is not Facebook. Eventually it goes theoldlawdog.com. And at that, I've got a guy that I've hired to uh, take this and put that on that website. You can uh, stream it as a podcast and it's just the same thing that, you know, I, you know, I love, I listen to sermons a lot and I don't ever watch them. I just listen to them as I'm driving. So same, you can do that. Um, there's a lot, there's other stuff on there, stuff we've done in the past, stuff, little projects on the side. So God bless you and keep you and let his light shine on you and give you peace. Amen.